What's up, everybody? This is Julie with another episode of My Favorite Episode. Today, our guest is Jackie. So, Jackie, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. So, today we're going to be talking about Black Books, Season 1, Episode 3, The, Gra- the Grapes of Wraith. Is that the word? Wrath. Grapes of Wrath. You put, you put an I when you said yeah, that's it. That's how wrath is spelled. What? Is it? <laughs> oh, I don't. I, I, I would assume that like Wraith was the I. Yeah, I have. That's not how I spelled it. Yeah, I spelled it like Wrath. Oh my God. Yeah. Producer Matt, look it up. <laughs> I hope you're fucking wrong. Because you know what? I read your text and I was like, oh, maybe a typo. And then I was like, is Wraith a word? But I didn't look it up. No. Oh. I always thought it was spelled with an I. Oh, can you, um, I'm sorry. Can you come to the mic and admit that you were wrong? <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I don't. Because I, like in my head, I'm like, Wrath would make sense, but there's an I, and then I'm like, Faith, Wraith. Okay, got it. Boom. Got to make sure I say Wraith. Must be like a pun that I didn't get. <laughs> but no, Matt's just an idiot. Matt just can't smell. So it's fine. Um, so to start out, so I have never seen this show, never heard of it in my lifetime until you picked it. I think so, that's most people, yeah. <laughs> so, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about like a brief summary of the show? Sure. So this is a show that was on Channel 4 on the BBC from 2000 to 2004. And if if you've ever seen Shaun of the Dead um, or if you've seen The IT Crowd, I know that that's on Netflix and it's pretty popular. Um, kind of the same type of show where this is a show that's based a lot on it's got comedic writing, but it's all about the visual gag and it's about a joke that's set up in the first five minutes of the show and then you get the payoff of that joke at the end of the show. And the show is centered around a small bookshop in England that is owned and operated by a very grumpy Irishman named Bernard Black. And his assistant on the opposite end of the spectrum is named Manny, who is a very happy, jovial, positive, outlooking kind of guy. And then their friend, Fran, uh, is also in the mix, and she's kind of the balance in between the two. So it's basically their their day-to-day lives running the bookstore. I was watching it, and I couldn't – usually I'm, I try to be good with, like, writing down people's names, and they don't really drop names that much in that show. Not too much, no. So I'm like, I don't know anyone's name. So, like, some of my notes, like, the long-haired guy. <laughs> <Manny>. <laughs> because I'm like, I don't know what his name is. They don't say names. Um, why is this your favorite show? That one's uh, that one's really hard to answer. Um, I think there is a bit of a, a nostalgia for me because at the time I started watching this, two very very good friends of mine are guys, and we kind of had that dynamic of the three mm-hmm. in the show where I have like my grumpy friend uh, named Nate, and then <laughs> oh name drop, <laughs> and then there's my other friend James who was a, a bit more like Manny, and then I'm the Fran. So there we 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 spent a lot of time together, so we have that dynamic. So if you look through our you know text message chains, a lot of times it's just quoting this show <laughs> or sending each other gifts of this show, and uh, the 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 British sense of humor just appeals to me. As I said, this show. The IT crowd, um, before Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg did Shaun of the Dead, they had a show called Spaced on BBC, which is also in similar vein to this this type of comedy. So it's just, I, I, like I said, this I discovered through, uh, it was like randomly on Comedy Central at like 1.30 in the morning one night, and they played a lot of the episodes, and I just kind of got hooked. Hmm. Yeah, that's like me with infomercials. <laughs> <laughs> 
when I'm watching TV at night, I can't fall asleep. It's like 3 a.m. And it's like, oh, I'm going to try this um, weight loss thing where it says I can lose 50 pounds in 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a sucker for those. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I've never, like I said, I've never heard of it. Um, it kind of reminded me of, we talked about this before the show, but a little bit of like a British Seinfeld, which I am not a fan of. I hope we don't lose uh, subscribers because of that. I'm with you. I have never gotten the Seinfeld vibe from this, but I also dislike Seinfeld, the show as well. So I'm with you in that boat, but I've never, I've never, maybe because I think maybe you need to be to, to see more than one. To get the full grasp. I've never gotten that vibe, though, but that's understandable. Well, and it's kind of, like, depends on your sense of humor, I think, too. So, like, I love the show The Office, but there are people that just don't find that show funny at all. And, like, I don't understand it. So, I feel like that's how my my Seinfeld people are. Like, they find it hilarious, and I just, like, don't find it funny at all. And I have, like, beef with people because of it. (laughs) That's why I was, like, begging people to not hate me because I admitted that I don't like it. But it also kind of gave me, I don't know why, but, like, a Will and Grace kind of vibe, too. Like, that friend group thing. Like, their Mm -hmm. chemistry kind of reminded me of, like, how Will and Grace is, which fabulous show yeah if you don't watch it watch it the old episodes though because they try to do the new i I knew they tried to do like a reunion and i was just like "Eh," you know but i love jack also i have a tendency to get off topic (laughs) here we are i know that's perfectly fine (laughs) i'm used to that so we kind of got into why this is one of your favorite episodes why did you choose this specific episode i think i chose this specific episode uh, going back to talking about how my friends and i quote this this one might be the most quoted episode out of all three seasons of Black Books. Um, the, our favorite line collectively is when Manny has the shiatsu massager mm-hmm. and he puts it up to his chest and says that he's a prostitute robot from the future. <laughs> yeah, that scene actually did make me laugh out loud. And how many times he's trying to get yeah. the attention of his friend and he's just like not biting at all. And yeah, that's that's the kind of thing that, that happens fairly often on this show. Like yeah. I said, Manny, it's very much, it's funny because sometimes you look at the dynamic and it's like Bernard is the father figure and Manny is the child. Mm-hmm. But then nine times out of ten, it's Manny who has to take care of Bernard in the shop, in his life. Just you overall know, in general. Overall yeah. in general. Go make my toast and pick out my socks. And yeah, that their yeah, dynamic do, is funny. I do think Manny's probably the funniest character on the show. Yes. Um, My first like big laugh out loud moment was when he's on the phone with the cleaner and he's like, everything is covered in filth and then he's like he takes the phone and like puts it around the room like he's showing him (laughs) showing him how dirty the room was so that made me laugh and the who what's the uh friend's name the woman Fran. Fran so when she shows up and she's like going on a date so she's in this tight pink dress and she's trying to get Bernard's attention (laughs) I was like dude that's me with everything (laughs) in life she's like slamming her hand on the ground and he's just like or on the wall and she's like continuing to read the newspaper and then she's like coughing and like I'm like dude that's I'm so her so that was a nice reality check uh for me to not be so thirsty for attention because I saw how bad it looks on the other side Um, the cleaner's introduction was phenomenal. <laughs> yes. He's hilarious. Big fan of the outfit. So basically in this episode, Bernard's bookstore is just like disgusting. Uh, and is that like considered his home too? Like, yeah, is it- uh, there, it, what you see in later episodes is there are, uh, 
rooms above the shop and that's where he and Manny live and in, in their room. and it's just like completely trashed so they uh Manny hires a cleaner to like clean their house and it's just like this really bizarre guy <laughs> he shows up in a tux with rubber white boots <laughs> <laughs> and white gloves and he uh made me uncomfortable <laughs> yeah he's he's intense yeah uh so I was a big fan of his outfit who do they end up, because I might have missed this when I was trying to catch anyone's name <laughs> on the show, but who was um, the person that they end up living with while the place is getting clean? Don't they end up living with someone while they, the place is getting clean? They are clean? house-sitting for a friend of Bernard's. Um, the very, very beginning of the episode, the friend was begging Bernard, come house-sit for me, you know, I have to go away. And, and Bernard's like, no, 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 I'm not going to house-sit for you, I have no time. Um, th- it's one of the characteristics of, of Bernard is that his hobbies are smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol, and hating people, um, which is the dynamic of him owning a bookstore, and he doesn't want any customers because customers bother him. So Ironic. <laughs> so, so, yeah, his friend is begging him to please come house it for me, and he's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not going to house it for you. And when the cleaner comes, the cleaner is like, this is so intensely dirty, like, you don't want to be here for my process. You should go somewhere else. So that is the reason why they house it for... Bernard's friend and that is where they accidentally drink the wrong wine which is hilarious <laughs> hilarious actually during that scene they're like non-stop drinking wine and they just like continue to get like drunker and drunker and that was like another part where I was like this is probably what I look like when I'm drunk like they were hilarious and they were just talking about like the stupidest things you could ever imagine right and I was a big fan of that. Yeah, scene. no, it's stuff that we all say when we're drunk. That's yep. another line that gets kind of brought up frequently in my friend group is that, you know, something is looking, it's like looking into the eye of a duck <laughs> and sucking <laughs> all of the liquids out of its beak. And then he goes downstairs and he's like talking to the wine yeah. bottles of like which one he should pick because there's just thousands of bottles of wine. Yeah, he's easily the funniest character on the show. The, I, I mean, I don't know because Fran is kind of funny too. She, honestly, the dynamic between all three of them I think is really fantastic. Yeah, when they're house sitting, the owner of the house has this extensive wine collection and he shows them the gigantic cabinet of all the wine you can drink. Help yourself. You're sitting for me. Take all the wine that you want. And he's like, there are these 10 very old, very rare, very specific bottles. Don't touch these. Don't drink these. Don't even look at them. But all of this other wine, help yourself. And Manny gets it a little mixed up and confused. And they accidentally go drink a bottle of extremely rare 7,000 pound wine. Which, what does that equal? Uh, <laughs> producer Matt. Producer Matt, look it up. Look it up. I think that British show writers need to remember that Americans watch these shows too. They should put it like under <laughs> this equals this. It would be $8,754. $8,754. And that was in the year 2000. So, so that was a lot of let's I mean, that's a lot of money inflation. for me now in 2019. <laughs> yeah, but <no. laughs> I drink $8 wine. <laughs> So, yeah, I think I would have a heart attack, too. Um, the one part where they're getting, like, completely smashed drinking the wine and Manny's, like, under the table and he pops out with, like, pigtails. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, hysterically laughing at that. His long, thin hair was just creeping me out to, like, no extent. Like, I was like, please just cut your hair. Like, it's so long and thin. It, reminds, it reminded me of my 10th grade history teacher's hair. Ooh. 
there's actually an episode uh, further down the line where uh, another like brand new like sparkly Barnes and Noble style bookstore moves into the shop next to Black Books, and Simon Pegg is actually in that episode, and he runs the bookstore, and they hire Manny. And one of the conditions was he has to cut his hair. Mm. Um, and spoiler alert, he he doesn't. He runs away and he goes back to Bernard's shop. Because he has such great hair, I guess. Yeah. He thinks he does. <laughs> it's disgusting. And it's, it's so thin and gross. <laughs> but, but he feels passionate about it. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, at the very end of the episode, they... Well, I mean, yeah, it's pretty much like the end of the episode. They realize they drank the really expensive wine. Yes. So they're basically like, we're fucked. We have to remake this wine is basically what happens. And I was dying when they basically made it like it basically was like them recreating Frankenstein. Yes. And it was hilarious. Like absolutely hilarious. I think that was probably the funniest part of the episode. And this is, again, an example of when they set up a joke well in advance because in the very beginning of the episode Manny is talking about how when he gets stressed he gets a cramp in his leg so this situation at the end when they're having to remake this wine is stressing him out and he's so like he's Igor. like limping around like <laughs> Igor and then he had had a, a taffy in the beginning of the episode and like crunched on it and hurt his tooth and so he was oh talking on the side hilarious. of it yeah the the setup the payoff for the jokes that are set up that you don't even think about that that's going to be the payoff, I think is is one of the reasons what makes this, and I guess this is for a lot of a lot of British TV uniquely different than what we have in American sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, American sitcoms because I think American sitcoms have just such strong comedic writing, but again, the visual gag of what we get in these British shows, I I think to me is what sets it apart and why I like it a little bit more than I guess your average American sitcom. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I know that you said um, you like this show so much because you can relate it to you and your two best guy friends. Why, like, what is it about Fran that you feel like you can relate to so much? Because I have absolutely had to be the balance in between those two knuckleheads on more than one occasion. (laughs) Um, And not necessarily with the drinking aspect but there was a point in like our friendship in like 2003 2004 when like all we did was just sit around and bullshit and smoke cigarettes until we lost all sense of taste and smell <laughs> like that was just kind of that that was kind of the stuff that we did um yeah so there was there was just kind of like that that I love them to pieces and I also want to strangle them both at the same time dynamic between the three of us that I think is also very present in in Fran and Manny and and Bernard's relationship besides the friends is there any reason you feel like you can specifically rate relate to Fran to Fran um besides her connection with besides her um I I, I do like I do like her kind of no I don't want to say no BS attitude because there actually is kind of a, a she she would rather present a different version of herself she does that in this episode and I think I am slightly different from her where I'm just this is me yep take it or leave it where she would you know put on you know when she invented her new laugh um which was awful <laughs> <laughs> I like when he says keep the turn lose yeah. the laugh <laughs> and and the date that she's on he's just like that's an interesting laugh <laughs> She's like, damn, yeah. that, that backfired. <laughs> yeah, I would be the person, though, caught, like, like you know, fixing my bra and just awkwardly, how about 
these breasts. Yes. <laughs> I know. What a line. What a line. And then the poor girl realizes that he's gay. And it's just, I was dying. I can't think of, I know one of the people she said was like, what do you think about Elton John? And then she named two other people. I forget who she said. And uh, he was like, well, they're both fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> and that was just hilarious. Because just to fill everyone in, she catches him checking out a guy's ass, one of the waiters' asses yeah. as they – Yeah. Asses. When, yeah. yeah, when they're in the restaurant and he doesn't like the music. So he's like, I brought a tape of my favorite songs and it's show tunes. Yeah, And so it's some of the very obvious tropes of, of a gay man. So she figures it out and then she can relax and, and eat all the dessert and smoke oh, all the cigarettes which is like besides the cigarettes is my dream <laughs> yeah i would love endless dessert that's like my favorite part of going out to dinner is the dessert yes i wish you could get it first i've done that yeah i have i have if there's certain restaurants i go to and i know that there's a dessert i really like because i'll get full too quick yeah that's on everything else too. so i'll just be like fuck it i will take the dessert first and then if i have room cool and if not then i had dessert for dinner and i'm a grown-up so yeah. And I, I can, can do, do that. Whatever the <laughs> fuck I want. Yeah, like gigantic elephant ears. <laughs> so the three, so you and your two best guy friends, you all watch this show. Yes. Who got who onto the show? I think or Nate. into the show, I mean. Yeah, I think Nate was the one that got us all into it. I think. I, I, I'm, I know that Nate was the influence for me. I'm pretty sure same with James. Um, because he was the first one that had seen Shaun of the Dead and Spaced and, and that whole nine. So I believe Nate was the one that introduced everything to us. And then from there, we've just yeah continued. I own the, they put the box set on DVD in, in America, I want to say in 2005 or 2006. And the moment I found out about that, I bought it. So, I mean, it is streaming on Hulu right now. It has been on Netflix in the past, but I scooped that up the moment I knew it was available. And that is something that I can just put on all the time, put it on in the background when I'm doing stuff. Sometimes I will sit down and watch them straight through. So. Depends on the day. Yeah. Typically, snow days are the big day to binge watch one of okay. your favorite shows. Because who likes leaving the house when it's cold? Not me. No. <laughs> <laughs> So overall, I will say that this show, and this is no pun intended because it's a British show, was not my cup of tea. (laughs) But it did, because sometimes with those shows, like, I feel like when I watch them, like, I'm like, immediately, like, this isn't my sense of humor. Like, I'm not going to laugh. But I was caught by surprise when I was, like, laughing at a lot of the scenes that I just, like, went over with you. Some of them I thought were, like, hilarious, but I wasn't, like, laughing throughout the entire show. This was actually when when Matt had texted me about the premise of your show, and he's like, come up with your favorite show, come up with your favorite episode. You know, I, I've said it time and time again, this is my all-time favorite show, like Desert Island, number one, I'll watch it. If everything else goes away, this is the one I'll watch. Yep. But I'm like, you know, I know that not many people know the show. I you know, I hadn't met you. I didn't know what your sense of humor is. So I started like rapid firing all these different shows to Matt, and he was like, you have a lot of favorites. And I'm like, well, it's not that I have a lot of favorites. I'm like, it's just the one that I truly do like. I'm like, I don't want to bring a dud to the table. Like, I don't want to bring something like that. And he was like, just yeah, fuck just it. Just live it. your life. Just do it. And I, I was feel like, like we all, like, there's always shows that, at least I feel like everyone has at least one show that they love and everyone everyone else is like, that show is horrible. Yeah. And like, but you love it. So it's like, what does it matter? And that And that's kind of the whole point of this show is like, for me, of course, on a daily basis, I'm going to watch shows that I like, but this podcast kind of gives me the opportunity to expand my horizon yeah. and watch shows that I never thought I would actually watch. 
and some of them I get into. So it's kind of like a nice opportunity for me to just keep adding to that list in my notes on my phone of shows that I need to watch that just never seems I never seem to finish that list. It's just I just keep adding more. But regardless, it's kind of just and just because it was something that maybe I wasn't crazy about and I wouldn't watch on a daily basis doesn't mean that someone listening to the show wouldn't sure. wouldn't listen or wouldn't watch it. So this kind of gives everyone the opportunity to know about new shows and not new shows because it came out right. in 20 or I can't even talk 2000, 2000. And, 2000 to 2004 but someone that's like into that this kind of type of show even though you don't think it's like Seinfeld and I thought it was exactly <laughs> like Seinfeld um they might love it so yeah. and this episode like I said this is episode three season one it's half hour episodes so it wouldn't take long to catch up to this point. You really only missed the introduction of all the characters and when Manny started working at the shop. And as far as BBC shows go, there are gen- they call their they call their seasons series instead of the whole thing being a series. And there's only three seasons of Black Books, and they're I think six to eight episodes each okay. like they don't have so long it's not like seasons extremely long, yes yeah. so to binge watch like you can easily do this in a day like if it's a snow day you can easily watch black books from start to finish in a day they're kind of like my favorite kind of shows like i do love shows that are like an an hour long episode because it's like oh i have all like when it's currently on tv like game of thrones for mm-hmm. example when if you're a fan of game of thrones and you're watching any season you're like oh my god i love this because like i get an hour to like learn about like what's going to happen like especially the last season um because it's we all knew it was coming to an end so it's right. like you take advantage of that but sometimes when you're trying to binge watch a show and it's a series where there's 22 episodes and they're 50 minutes long it's like you're not finished and there's nine seasons you're not finishing that for like six months unless you don't have a job and you're just watching them all day so the shorter series are kind of like my favorite kind because you can get through it so quickly yeah you can you can easily get through this one I had a job uh my last job was kind of a boring job and I had a lot of downtime and I binge watched all of Dawson's Creek like I hadn't watched it in years and it was one of those things where it's like the hour-long episodes and I'm like well I've got seven hours (laughs) left of the day and not a lot to do so yeah I took advantage of that and I I binged all six seasons of Dawson's Creek when you left that job and your resume just said watch Dawson's Creek (laughs) like what'd you do I filed I made charts and I watched Dawson's Creek and I cheered on Pacey that's that's what I did I actually had a a poster of Pacey in my room when I was like (laughs) because I watched Dawson's Creek because I'm the youngest of the three of my other siblings so they were older so that was like the hot show that was on and I decided that I loved Pacey. Then. Yeah, Joey made the right choice. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think there's a lot of there's a lot of problems with Dawson. Spoiler: If you don't watch yeah. the show, <laughs> you can't watch it now. No, I'm just kidding. It was so long ago; everyone knows I that. Know. I, God, but um, did you have any? So I kind of went over how my favorite scene was the ending with the the Frankenstein mm-hmm. reference. What is your favorite part of this episode? I, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's probably the same, mm-hmm. the same part of them. Actually, they have a book all about wine and that's where they discover that they have accidentally had the special wine. The show actually opens. It's like, you know, in, in like France, 1900 and a miracle has happened because a rose bush has produced a bunch of grapes and those it's supposed to be some prophetic miracle thing that happened. So they made wine from these grapes that are grown from a rose and they were presenting it to like the Pope. 
So that's this is that's the special wine they accidentally drank. And in the book, it gives the description of the wine, and it talked like the, my favorite part is when it talked about it had an oaky finish. So Bernard sends Manny outside, and Manny <laughs> comes back with a branch from an oak, and they just strip the leaves off and put the stick in the wine bottle and hilarious i know in the beginning the very beginning it shows that scene of like when that wine's being made when they find like the grapes or whatever so i'm like at first i'm like what does what did that have to do with like what is this what did that have to do with anything and then it's like with anything yeah. at the end it's like oh yeah. and at the, the, the very last scene it's like one month later and there is a uh, a newspaper article front page where it's like the Pope has been killed by, you know, mishandled wine. And, and Bernard's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And they, you know, turn the, the page to the camera so you can see it. And he completely ignores that part. And he's like, look, it's the 19th. It's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good that was a good ending, too. I liked that, that it ended on that note. It just shows how, like, yeah. they're just like stupid friends. Yeah, like They're just, just like oblivious to anything going on in the ass you know what i guess i can slightly see the similarity to seinfeld where it's like it's their world they're living in it Mm -hmm. and you're just passing through kind of thing so but again i don't want to make that comparison because i also don't like seinfeld and i really like this show so (laughs) i feel like producer matt's gonna have to edit so many booze randomly in here because people are gonna be really upset of how many times we admitted that we don't like that's fine you can fight us i'm really sorry I'm, not. I'm sure there's shows. No, that. be strong with it. Don't be sorry. Own <laughs> I'm it. sure that there's shows that I watch <laughs> that no one else likes. I actually think a lot of them like Gossip Girl. <laughs> Nobody likes that except me. <laughs> For some reason, I think it's great. I like when the um, when the cleaner comes and he's like explaining how dirty it is, and he just like runs his finger through the air, and then it's just like covered <laughs> in dust. <laughs> and he's wearing like these like white gloves when he does it. That's good too. And then at the very end, Fran decides that she's going to take the uh, cleaner out for a good time. He's a unique man. Yeah. And she's hilarious. I think she reminds me, the reason why I said Will and Grace is she reminds me of the friend from Will and Grace. um, Karen. Karen. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why. Like she just reminds me of her. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So, yeah. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Was there anything that you had written down? That no, that that's kind of everything. I wraps think. it up. Yeah. I'm still pissed that Matt spelled wrath wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> he made me sound really stupid. Because I'm telling you, I when I read your text, like, because I, I always write down, like, what it is that I'm watching, what's th- what the show's called. So when I saw that it had an I, like, I'm like, I don't, I don't <laughs> know if the word is wrath. And I should have just, it says it on the screen. I should have just looked at the screen, but I trusted producer Matt. Mm. And that's what happens. Yeah, first mistake. (laughs) Well, I guess that wraps it up. Thank you very much, Jackie, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me on. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you, everyone. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.